it's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. This is the National News for week commencing February 5, 2023, in our 28th year of non-stop news, Australia's longest consistently running ham radio news source. And this week, WIA's Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK, President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, Editor-in-Chief, Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and from Amateur Radio Victoria, Peter Cousins, VK3BFG. Also, our weekly reminder that all points of contact and more information, including links to our story sources, are best read in the text edition of this news service on wia.org.au. Now, there is much, much more coming up in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. And with the sharp razor blades and scissors, I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. Hi there, this is WA Director and President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and nice to be appearing on the broadcast for the first time in 2023. After a few weeks' break over the Christmas New Year holiday period, the board is now fully back on deck and already has held two board meetings in January and a special meeting last Tuesday night, which I'll talk about a little bit shortly. The board throughout 2022 met generally twice a month. Board meetings are split in two halves, with two hours set aside each fortnight to cover various items of business, sometimes a little longer. In addition to board meetings, the board will also meet informally from time to time with various committees and individuals to workshop and discuss items which need a little bit more focus or attention. From February, the board has resolved to meet once a month and we will continue to hold other special meetings as necessary, however frequent they need to be to ensure we address all items that need attention. In regard to our special meeting last Tuesday night, this was with John Simons, VK3JLS, who was the National and Inwards QSL Bureau Manager. John had tabled an excellent report to the board covering all aspects of the QSL Bureau for last year, including sharing some observations and insights to some of the issues that have been experienced. In no particular order, the observations are the Bureau distributed 60 4,820 cards for 2022, with New South Wales, 15,730, Victoria, 13,500, Queensland, 11,801, Western Australia, 9,000, South Australia, 6,540, Tasmania, 3,870, ACT, 2,830, and Northern Territory, 1,540. There were... 1,234 cards for VK9s, VK0s and special event call signs. The amount of cards distributed in 2022 was just ahead of the 63,270 cards distributed in 2019. Due to COVID, numbers in 2020 and 2021 were significantly less. The amount of misdirected cards in 2022 was 680. These are cards sent to Australia by mistake from other overseas bureaus. Disappointingly, there were 960 cards that were binned in 2022. This is mainly due to individuals not being a member of the WIA, not having an arrangement with one of the state or territory QSL bureaus, 
not informing the National Inwards QSL manager of special event call signs and where cards should be directed. John reported that he had a database of over 78 special event call signs and needed to continually search QRZ and other call sign databases to try and identify where to direct cards. Generally, any card that cannot be identified where to send it or there is no arrangement in place is held for up to 12 months and then generally destroyed. Other issues highlighted included the escalation of bureau postage costs with cards generally being bulk packaged and distributed every three months to help minimise cost. The recent meeting also discussed the amount of expected QSL cards over the next few years given the additional activity on the bands due to solar cycle 25 and the amount of special event call signs, contest call signs, two by ones, and cards received under the AX prefix. Discussion occurred around call signs for life, where, of course, today a VK2 call sign could be used in VK4. Therefore, a VK2 QSL card will always end up in the VK2 QSL Bureau, which, of course, in some occasions could be incorrect. In summary, there is no doubt we're facing a few challenges with the Bureau, and I know there is consultation occurring with all bureaus around Australia to gain feedback and look at ways to create efficiencies. A couple of little reminders are, make sure you're a member of the WIA and help support this wonderful service. Make sure if you're not a member, you have an alternative arrangement in place. Make sure if you are using special event call signs, you notify the National Bureau. This is the first place cards arrive. Make sure special event call signs and contest call signs are listed on the QRZ database with any special instructions just in case. And finally, if you are using a VK9 or VK0 call sign, make sure you notify the National Bureau. We have had several DX operations of recent time which have not notified the Bureau and we have hundreds of cards just waiting for distribution. That old saying rings true. Sometimes you have to help yourself before you expect others to help you. Finally, thank you to all the wonderful volunteers that assist the bureaus around the country. I don't think people realise the effort and the amount of work that goes into sorting and distributing cards, both at the National Bureau and each state Territory Bureau. I would like to make a special mention of long-standing VK4 QSL manager, Mrs June Sim, who has decided to retire. Thank you, June, for your tireless work over the years and years and making sure cards are sorted and distributed in Queensland. Also, thank you to Laurie Pritchard, VK4BLE, who has been appointed the new VK4 QSL manager. On behalf of the board, thank you for supporting the WIA and best wishes to you all. WIA President Scott Williams, VK3KJ. This is Editor-in-Chief of Lambda Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Last Tuesday, the files of the latest edition of AR, issue number one for 2023, were uploaded to the printer's server in Bairnsdale, Victoria. Look out for the issue landing in your letterbox, your post office box, or your local news agency late next week.
The theme for this issue is antennas and propagation. Never mind, I'll get back to that shortly. Here is the big news. This year marks 90 years of continuous publication for Amateur Radio magazine. 90 years serving Australia's radio amateurs in the guise of the Journal of the Wireless Institute of Australia. Matters were rather volatile in the lead-up to the WIA magazine's venture in 1933. The youthful WIA had survived 20 years, the Great War, the Roaring Twenties and Global Depression, during which many commercial magazines catering to audiences interested in the new wireless and radio technologies came and went. It is indeed a wonder the WIA's magazine venture got any sort of start. Well, how did Amateur Radio magazine come into being? WIA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, kicks off part one of a two-part feature. Justin Giles Clark, VK7TW, gets down and dirty, or maybe that should be up and dirty, with building a multiband portable link dipole. This issue, Lou Stefano, VK3AQZ, returns with a cunningly conceived and constructed homebrew ATU. Rated to handle 400 watts, not to be missed. Poignantly, this issue, we have a feature article from a well-known author who is now a silent key. Titled, How Radio Australia Reached the World, a concise historical overview of the life and service of Radio Australia from 1944 through 2017. It was written by Rodney Champness, VK3UG, who died in late October last year. We also include a comprehensive obituary on him, compiled by his friend and colleague, Vic Ploiger, VK2VP. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 1 for 2023, serving Australian radio amateurs since 1933. Available in print and online, always published to a schedule, never random. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. No, you haven't tuned the ether stirrer. This is the official VK Ham News from The One. We are VK1WIA. Amateur Radio Victoria is about to run two different online tutorials. The first is for Foundation Level and commences Monday the 13th of February, 7 till 9pm for three nights. The recommended text is your entry to Amateur Radio, available online from the Wireless Institute of Australia or Amateur Radio Victoria websites. The charge for the tutorial is $60 and enrolments via the Amateur Radio Victoria website are now open. An advanced tutorial commences Wednesday the 1st of March, 7 till 9pm for 12 nights. The charge for this is $150 and enrolments are also open via the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Recommended texts are Radio Theory Handbook for Amateurs by Fred Swainston or Radio Theory Handbook Beginner to Advanced by Ron Bertrand. Enrolment numbers are limited due to the fact that an assessment service is offered at the end of each tutorial. The tutorials are conducted via Zoom from the ham shack of Peter Cossens, the K3BFG, and includes various live presentations and short videos. 73. I'm Peter, the K3BFG. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW Jason. Hello, leading this week's international news from Region 1 in Ireland. Resignation of the President of the IRTS. 
The IRTS committee have received a letter of resignation from the president of the IRTS, Larry Echo India 9, Charlie November. The committee thanked Larry for his hard work and offered him best wishes for the future. Further information will be provided when it becomes available. In the United Kingdom, as part of the Charles III coronation celebration activities, Ofcom have approved R as the operational coronation regional secondary locator prefix for all UK radio amateurs. They'll be able to use this for the whole of May and June 2023. More information will be reported closer to the date of the coronation. To Hungary, Yota Summer Camp 2023. This is the 11th year and this year it's in Hungary. The event itself will be held from the 5th to the 12th of August. 100 ambitious youngsters from around IARU Region 1, including guest teams from Regions 2 and 3, have been invited. To news from Region 2 in Canada, an amateur astronomer from southwestern Nova Scotia has reported a dazzling time-lapse of the green comet that's making a rare pass near Earth. The last time the comet was this close to our planet was 50,000 years ago. Many Canadians are looking up to the stars this week. Tim Doucette with the Deep Sky Eye Observatory near Yarmouth, Nova Scotia is among them. He took a two-hour time-lapse of the comet during the early morning hours of January 28. If you've got a telescope are in Canada and you look closely at the comet and the background stars, It's travelling relative in our sky about one quarter degrees per hour, he told CBC Radio's Main Street Halifax. So within a few minutes you can see the comets actually making motion in the night sky. Chile, Argentina. A truck-sized asteroid that suddenly loomed out of the darkness with the Earth in its sights then sailed harmlessly past us on Thursday the 26th. Asteroid 2023 BU whizzed past without incident and back out into the blackness of space. The rock, which was spotted by an amateur stargazer in Crimea, came closest to the southern tip of South America at around 0029 GMT Friday, according to scientists who were tracking it. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Rewind. Morse code is making a comeback. Children as young as five are learning the once groundbreaking form of communication spurred on by K-pop bands who use it to leak hints about upcoming songs to fans. Now, whilst the youngsters are learning CW, do you need to learn what K-pop is? K-pop, or Korean pop, is the internationally popular, aesthetic-driven, style-bending, trend-setting music genre of the 21st century. Originating in South Korea, K-pop draws influence from a range of genres like pop, experimental, rock, hip-hop, R&B, electronic and dance. South Korean boy bands Newest and TXT have both used Morse code within their music videos and even communicate hints about upcoming songs to fans. At the start of TXT's song Crown, Morse code is used to spell out the title before the song gets underway. Similarly, Newest's song Help Me spells out its title at the start of the song. Newest even had flashing lights communicating in Morse on their website to reveal the titles of their upcoming songs. This prompted young fans of the bands to scour the internet trying to find out the hidden meaning of the beeps, and Morse was rediscovered. 
but more since songs is years old. Even the Beatles' Strawberry Fields Forever has at the beginning of the song, right after Lennon sings, Let Me Take You Down Cause I'm Going To, at 16 seconds, a sequence of very faint beeps that spell out the initials JL. The B-52's Planet Claire, pretty much the first 30 seconds is Morse code, which can be translated to any or all allied warships, this is CFN, I am listening in and guarding this frequency. Just before this Canadian coastal station popped up in Morse, it also inadvertently is forever immortalised on tubular bells. Coastal radio station GBR. VK3GK Lee Moyle continues our Morse in music story. Thanks, John. You can hear GBR transmitting on the tubular bells recording by Mike Oldfield. This great story features a radio station called Rugby Radio Station, GBR, that was in Warwickshire in the heart of England and the famous mansion studio, The Manor, that Richard Branson of Virgin made available to Mike Oldfield, for whom he worked at Tubular Bells between 1972 and 1973. Located 60 kilometres from The Manor, where Mike Oldfield spent long months producing his great album, was Rugby Radio, where it was built at the end of the Great War and during the Second World War. It was used as a very low-frequency radio station, VLF, for communication with submarines in the North Atlantic and for telephone service between England and the United States. This station stopped broadcasting in 2003 and closed in 2007. The video link can be found on the WA website news release page and it's really worth having a listen to. Thanks, Lee. And we couldn't possibly go QRT with this segment without mentioning the top track on the Billboard Top 100 for the past six weeks. That's... Number one with a bullet, as we old jocks used to say. The song? S.O.S. by Caesar. I'm John VK for JJW. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with VK4 FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, 2023. February 25, 26, New Zealand's Jock White Memorial Field Day. The Jock White is always held on the last full weekend in February. Saturday, 1,500 hours to 2,400 hours NZDT. Sunday, 0,600 hours to 1,500 hours NZDT. And on 40 and 80 metres. Overseas stations in the South Pacific area are welcome and a special category exists for us. John Memorial Field Day. March 1819, the third weekend. UTC 0100 hours Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday. Year to contest. Youngsters on the air. First round, 22nd of April. 0800 hours to 1959 hours UTC. May the 1st Saturday, Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, 106 minutes. An annual 80 metres contest event. First established in 1999 to commemorate the life of Harry Angel, VK4HA, who at the time of his becoming a silent key was the oldest licensed amateur in Australia, at 106. The duration of the contest is 106 minutes, one minute for each year of Harry's life. Don Edwards Memorial Slow Morse Contest begins the weekend after Mother's Day, May 2021. 80 metre section, Saturday 20th of May, 6 to 9pm Sydney time. 40 metre section, of Sunday, 21st of May, 1 to 4 p.m. Sydney time. DX Window. 
The special event station VI-100MB is active during 2023, celebrating the centenary of VK2's Manly and District Radio Club. VI-10 Soda, all year from Summonson VK1. In the Gamba, operating as C5YK until February 24. Listen on 20, 17, 15, 12 and 10 metres, mostly using the digital modes. Timor Leste. 4W-JH2EUV until March the 3rd. Activity 10, 12, 15, 17 and 20 metres. FT8. Guam. QRV is N7JBJ until April 28 on 40 to 10 metres using SSB and FT8. Turkey. Many special event stations with prefix and numeral TC100 are on air all year long celebrating the centenary of the Turkish Republic. Wallace and Fugina Islands. Jean-Gabriel, F4COX, signing FW1JG until January 2024. He is active on 40 to 6 metres using SSB and FT8. QSL Virella TW. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3GTV. Cole. Hello, everyone. First up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF, Kraken Direction Finding SDR. If you happen to be in the Hobart region, save the date of the 1st of March at 7.30pm for Ollie, VK7NFI, who will be presenting and demonstrating the crowd-supplied slash funded Kraken software to find radio that's built specifically for direction finding. He'll be in the Reist Club grounds. Five antennas are placed into a circle and used to direction find using a notebook or the smartphone application, which integrates nicely into Google Maps to let you know what the closest driven path to the radio fox is. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV, Fade to Black. The IRTS, Irish Radio Transmitting Society, is reporting the slow-scan TV unit aboard the ISS has completely failed. The interface card connecting the radios with the computer suffered damage beyond repair. New laptops are also being used, which require new interface components from the Aris Russia team. Aris Russia is developing this new interface and is consulting the Aris International Hardware and Software team. Sergei Semberov... RV3DR stated that they don't expect to complete the SSTV development efforts until early 2024. Until then, there'll be no more SSTV broadcasts. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Swiss Student Satellite Prepares for Launch. An educational satellite built by Swiss students is being prepared for an important launch in February. With the help of a ham radio antenna donated by the Vaudois Amateur Radio Club, HB9MM, high school students in Switzerland will be learning how to download telemetry data and photos from a satellite they've helped build in a laboratory at Orbital Solutions in Monaco. They'll be able to send commands to the CubeSat to select telemetry and picture download. The downlink using BPSK and AX25 is on 436.825 MHz, and when the transponder is enabled, its uplink will be on 145.850 MHz. Still on Space News, SpaceX successfully performed the first WDR of Starship Booster 7 and Ship 24 on Monday. 
This is a major milestone in any rocket's march towards a first launch, especially for a super-heavy lift monster like Starship, which will have more than twice the thrust of the Saturn V. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers, and from our friends in the West, comes Clive, VK6CSW. Tomorrow is the first Monday of the month. Time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as the latest club news, I'll be talking about the Super Regenerative Receiver. This will be followed by Bill, VK3BR, telling us about the almost forgotten inventor of radio, Canadian-born Reginald Fessenden. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmission times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. Members and friends of the RAOTC in Perth are reminded that the next lunchtime meeting will be at the new venue, the Woodbridge Hotel, East Guildford, and that will be on Tuesday, February the 14th. All are welcome. Further details are published on the RAOTC website under the subheading Luncheons. Tune in tomorrow for the February RAOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. Next up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. Treebridge Island IOTA, number OC139. Treebridge Island is an island located in the southwest corner of Gulf St. Vincent in South Australia, near the eastern edge of the Treebridge Shoals. Adam, VK2YK, Chris, VK5FR, Ivan, VK5HS, and a team of other VK hams will be using the call sign VK5TIL from Truebridge Island on the 7th, 8th and 9th of February. Worldwide Special Interest Group, Military. The RCA CR88 was a radio receiver made to work in top-secret government eavesdropping stations. As you might expect, these radios are top-of-the-line, performance-wise, at least when they're working correctly. How could they have a story where a Mr. Carlson has one on his bench and they, and now us, get to watch the show on his recent video that you can see in the link we like best read at wia.org.au and click the current news text. The radio's design is decidedly heavy duty with a giant power transformer and many valves, IF transformers and large filter capacitors. The underside of the radio reveals neat wiring and some big metal shields. The metal shields and filters have a very specific purpose. The radio is probably in a bank of radios, and you don't want them interfering with each other. In addition, you might not want someone tracking your super-secret listening post by its RF emission. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Across Australia, from VK1WIA... You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast, it can be heard from the following locations on our linked repeater system. Mullaney, 146.850. Noosa Heads, 146.825. Black Mountain Karoi, 146.975. And Echo Link Node, 316084 or VK4WIS-R from 0900 Local every Sunday. I'm Gordon, VK4VP.
Wrapping up the news, the 2023 social scene, VK6, it's Pargfest, February 11. Come and join in the fun next Saturday morning when the PL Amateur Radio Group in Mandurah, Western Australia, celebrates Parg's 40th anniversary. This year, the event will be bigger and better than ever before. The huge swap meet, tech talks by invited presenters, club displays and WA's amateur radio vendors will be there. Plus, we're running a huge raffle, which will be drawn on the day. Just think, you could share in $3,300 worth of prizes and walk away as the proud owner of an ICOM IC7300 HF transceiver, an IC2730A, a Hustler 5-band HF trap vertical, an ICT10 and other great prizes. So as usual, the event will be held at the Mandurah Bowling Club, 89 Allnut Street in Mandurah, just a short walk from the light railway station. Doors open at 8am for exhibitors and sellers and 9am for visitors. $5 a person for entry and there's no table charge. Parg's emergency comms trailer, Parg 1, will be set up, so call CQ Parg on the VK6RMH repeater in Mandurah on 146850 MHz with a 91.5 Hz subtone on the way in or on your way home and chat to VK6ARG on the Southwest All-Star Net. And what about taking the opportunity to sell some of your treasures by booking a swap meet table or three? For more information, email our secretary, Jenny, VK6JEN, parg.secretary at gmail.com and check www.parg.org.au for details, links to the raffle and for COVID updates on the day. Pargfest, WA's best. This is Mark, VK6QI for the PL Amateur Radio Group. And from West to East in VK4, it's the Sunshine Coast Car Boot Sale, February 12. Now till next we meet, I am Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.